I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. How you doing, Chris? Hello, Rosa? Rosa? <laughs> Rosa! Rosa, are you okay? <laughs> Rosa! Dr. Mendrakis? Miss Mendrakis? <laughs> Mendrakis, kill me. Kids, kids, you don't have names, so I'm just going to call you kids. Kids, kids, where are you? Oh, dear My career, Bella. my career, hello. <laughs> God love her, she tries. God. She really does. What a no, choice. She, what she, a choice. she really this doesn't was, try. I should uh, preface this by saying this was your choice, Chris. Why don't you tell us this why? This was my choice. <laughs> this was Look, um, I wish I could say I was under the influence of some kind of substance, but uh-huh. the, the, the truth is, is that when I first saw this back in 2006, I remember thinking, you know, this wasn't that bad. It was actually <laughs> a fairly faithful remake. It kind of hit all the right beats, and... Um, and I thought, you know, it was it was pretty good. And rewatching it, it has not held up as quite as well as I had thought. But I also don't think it's a disaster like a lot of other people seem to think. So I don't either. You know? Yeah, it's um, not awful. No. It has one it, major problem that is unfortunately it, we, it, on screen for the entire goddamn I, length of this movie. <laughs> I'm sure you folks can guess what that is. <laughs> It's um, yeah, it's really unfortunate, and yeah. it's rarely do I feel that way about a film where Same. the casting has ruined it for me. But um, uh, this this is close. This is close. Um, it's it's a pretty big problem. It's pretty egregious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there are definitely things that work. It's kind of fascinating that they took the best part of the original and mm. stretched it out for the entire film. And yeah. I kind of approve of that because I, I went back you. and I rewatched the original and. Um, the first 20 minutes are great, and yeah. then after that, doesn't work too well for me. Uh, so I yeah. actually kind of appreciate that they took the best part of the original and made it the whole movie. So. I do, too. I mean, I have heard a lot of pe- people say, oh, you need to give the original a chance again, because really, like, the middle part, it's so smart, because it kind of goes <sighs> off into a different direction. And I'm like, yeah, I respect that, but the direction it goes is kind of boring. And it is. It's like, look, I love Colleen Dewhurst being like the drunken barfly that's just like, get the fuck off me, you bastard. Like, I love that. But it's not exactly the most thrilling part of the film. And it's like if you just put like the first 20 minutes and the last 20 together, it would be great. But it's right. just that middle part. Like, I get what they were going for to kind of explore the psychology of the guy who was the killer. But yeah, it just gets a little long-winded and kind of dull. And uh... It does because it, uh, the only person I ever care about in that movie is Carol Kane. So when she's Same. not on screen, like, yeah. I just – I don't care anymore. And, yeah, it's either. a – yeah. And, and I guess, like you said, the barmaid a little bit. But – yeah, she's kind of fun, but it's just, it's just it's not really great. And I will say that when a stranger calls back is mm-hmm. a, the best movie altogether in the entire I don't know 
franchise. I don't know if you could even say it's that. It's been a like, long time it, since I, I meant to rewatch that before we did uh, recorded this and I get around to. So I'm going to go do that pretty soon. It's uh, pretty good. And it like yeah. it, it, it has like a slightly slower mid section too, but not to the extent of the first one because there's yeah. like still some interesting stuff happening. So I would say that's the best one altogether just at, in terms of like the best all around movie. But yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think when a stranger calls is known as being this kind of classic film, um, I which is kind of boggles my mind because there's really only like one truly classic part of the film, and that's in the first twenty minutes. <laughs> I know, just, and like, I feel what? like that's what people remember most, and I get yeah. that um, because it's been like referenced in Scream and everything else, so it oh God, has yeah. sort of become this, you know, uh, like you said, cult classic. Yeah. Um, that people you know really seem to love, but do they remember the rest of the movie? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like people just uh, like blocked it out because it, yeah, I don't understand. Like, did did they turn it off after the first twenty minutes? Maybe. I don't know what happened. Maybe. And sometimes those are the best ones to remake. So I like, think so too. I again, I appreciate in concept the idea that they had oh. here of doing this and taking the best part of the movie and stretching it out. Um, I still think it's a bit long, even though it's only 90 minutes. I think there could have been some cuts here. Not not a oh, yeah. ton, but a little bit here and there. Because yeah. it definitely drags on a bit here. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, 2006, right? That's where we're mm-hmm. at today. Oh, yes. What a hallowed time for horror, I guess. <laughs> sure. <Yeah>. Sure. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I mean, it was kind of like the height of this Remakes R Us era that we're in it here. Because yeah. he had, like... The best one was Hills Have Eyes, and then oh, yeah, that's a great one. The Omen, which is okay, we've talked about that one yeah, a little bit. It sort um, of just goes through the motions, you know. It's... Yeah, yeah, and then it just kind of goes downhill from here because we have like Black X Moss, which whatever. Bless um, it. Oh. Bless it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Wicker Man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the best of the entire remake uh, saga. <laughs> the best. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> I've said it before. I will never understand the Nicolas Cage uh, fan base. I, I not so even much it. the fan base, like the obsessive fan the, base. Anyway, some of them are pretty scary. Yeah, they're like he's the best yeah. person ever, and he should be in everything. I'm like, well, now he is in everything, so I guess you got your wish. I guess you um, got what you wanted. Uh, but go just... jerk off to Mandy again. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's sort of unfortunate for the rest of us. But <laughs> I'm yeah. glad you're happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite a few remakes that year. Uh, it was kind of when everything started to hit the fan, and we were like, I guess this is where we're getting for a while, and mm-hmm. that's what we got for a while. It was it pretty was. much all that was in theaters for a while was this and all the Saw sequels and um, that was still hostile happening. stuff. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I think the next year was Rob Zombie's Halloween, and so this was right before all that uh, silly goosery. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this was... I think I've mentioned previously, this was around the time, for me anyway, I just, I kind of started checking out of horror a little bit, where I was just like, nah, I'm not really digging what's in theaters, and then I was kind of yeah. having this weird, like, second-guessing of myself, where I'm like, am I a horror fan? And that went on for a couple years, and then I was just like, oh, actually, I actually really, still really love horror, because I'd always watched a ton of horror as a kid, and then it was just yeah. like, why am I not feeling a lot of the stuff that was in theaters? And uh, eventually I went back, and I was just like, okay, I just wasn't feeling that era. So it's it's interesting now, like, 20 years later, to go back to some of this stuff, and um, 15, 20 years, I guess, and uh, see, did, should I have given more of this a chance? Should I have not have? And some of it, I think, definitely, like House of Wax is great, like we talked oh, about. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
but yeah, it's uh, there were definitely some gems in this era, and then there were some really stinkers. And I guess that's true of every era, and sometimes you have to get a little bit further away from it to really see that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's. I mean, I would go see everything just out of like principle. I guess I don't sure. know why. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, I'm a horror fan. I've got to see everything. Right. And, right. Uh, yeah. You know, sometimes it worked out well for me, and a lot of times during this era, it did not. You know, we talked mm-hmm. about a. Uh, boogeyman last week so <laughs> oh god yes <laughs> stuff like that didn't always work out uh but you know you you going to the movies it's always kind of a crapshoot i mean right you know and this was kind know. of we were talking about before we started recording this was kind of pre-social media for the most part mm-hmm. um, there was some myspace stuff going on i guess but otherwise you know there was no facebook there was no youtube hadn't really blown up it was just kind of um if you wanted to know how a movie was you had to like go read your favorite you know reviewer or whatever you know rotten tomatoes wasn't a thing which i to some degree think was a better time i do too Uh, fuck rotten tomatoes fuck it is it has ruined a lot of things um yeah but it was just a different time so like you said you had to really take a risk on a lot of these films you were going in blind um and it would sometimes it would surprise you and sometimes it wouldn't um, yeah, I mean, I I think the thing with horror fans is that we know that this has never been the critics' favorite genre. Right. So, yeah. like, we've kind yeah. of learned to be like, okay, well, this movie got a really bad review, but like, so did this other one that I really loved. So, like, who, like, how can I trust this person when, you know, it's it's like because I just don't think horror in general, especially at that time, was treated very well i think now we're kind of going through a time where for some reason a lot of horror has been reviewed very well recently by like mainstream critics which is something i'm not really used to in my lifetime <laughs> so well it seems like they've weird. opened up the critic pool on Maybe. you know sites like rotten tomatoes where now yeah. we're getting and, and and the problem is too that everybody's a critic nowadays, right? Yeah, like anyone exactly. can essentially call themselves a critic, and that can mm-hmm. be a good thing because you're getting more voices, but right. it's also getting oversaturated, and it's hard mm-hmm. to figure out like, okay, to, you know, is this someone I really care about and care about their opinion on? Yeah, it's yeah, it's a weird thing. It's a little bit of a double edged sword with that, and mm-hmm. I think there are more like bloody disgusting, and you know, more of these sites that are really devoted to reviewing horror films and then they're the ones that usually see these movies mm-hmm. so then they write about them on Rotten Tomatoes and then the people that don't care about horror they don't have to see them as much anymore it seems like because there's maybe th- th- there's just so many more films out there now too at, I, at oh days God, that yeah. you can't keep track of everything and to some degree you kind of have to pick the genres that you like and mm-hmm. I, I mean I try to jump around a little bit from here and there but I still try to focus on you know what what I know I'm gonna what's gonna have the highest chance of me liking you know exactly yeah uh 2006 um not too much else to say about it. It was yeah. just, it was yeah, not a particularly great time in horror. You know, just it was, it existed. Um, I'm trying yeah. to think what else was from that year. Uh, Slither was pretty good. Um, oh yeah, I liked. I I like that. Uh, Silent Hill. I guess you could kind of call that a remake because it's a remake of a video game, anyway, or oh, yeah. a reimagining or whatever. But, it's an adaptation. Um, an adaptation. That's the word I was going for. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, not much else. Uh, uh, yeah. uh the Covenant. <laughs> oh, stay alive. Yeah. Um, like stay uh, <laughs> alive. I have been jonesing to rewatch that, and I feel like a monster of a person. I, re- I I remember it not being awful, but that could be 
just my memory playing tricks on me. I remember Frankie yeah. Munitz was in it, right? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. I'm sure the CGI is awful, but that's okay. Well, that's just par for the course in 2006. Good lord. In 2006, yeah. As we saw with Boogeyman once again. That film, I I, it's I just remember kind it's of liking rough. it. Not well, not maybe not liking it, but like just having some fun with it, and I just yeah. didn't. You know, I don't know. <laughs> it's, so it's, it's so bad. So bad. <laughs> uh, keep those closet doors closed folks you don't need to see the boogeyman <laughs> stay in the closet boogeyman. stay in the closet good message for a queer podcast right <laughs> we don't want you here <laughs> oh god we already have one b in the lgbtqrstuv <laughs> spectrum we and don't that's need Babadook. <laughs> yeah, we've got the Babadook. We don't need Boogeyman. Uh, the Boogeyman did not make me Babadook. Let me tell you. It did you. not. It did not. It made me want to Baba puke. Baba. <laughs> oh, God. That, oh, that was bad. Mm. I'm sorry about that one. That was, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? That was pretty wonky. Um, <laughs> it's still August, folks. Um, we are still plowing along here. It's still fucking hot. It's awful. It's terrible. I hate this month. I really, truly I too. hate it. Um, just a nothing month. It's just no. what happens in August. That's it, good. You know? Nothing. Did you watch anything over the last couple of days? The Suspiria remake. I rewatched that hmm. because I'd only seen it once, and the version that I saw somehow didn't have subtitles. And mm-hmm. if you've if you've seen this, there's a lot of scenes where they just randomly start to speak in other languages. And so if you don't have subtitles, yeah. you have no idea what the fuck is happening. So the first time I watched it, I was like, um, well, I like that one scene. I like that scene. Looks like that's a good performance. Uh, but what what is happening in this movie? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I watched it with the subtitles and I liked it more this time. Probably because I knew what was happening. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, so I think this is a movie that's – I I feel like the more I watch it, the more I'm going to like it maybe. Mm -hmm. It's like one of those movies. Um, Yeah, I I really respect it. I respect – I love the the twist. I think the twist is great. I Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just tickles me. Um, And I think – it's really well acted. It's really well shot. It's got a great mood, you know, a great mood. Um, and I enjoy it. So if you haven't seen it yet, you know, take a risk. It's, yeah, it's almost like an opera. It's like split into mm-hmm. like acts and yeah. it, it like, or like a mini series. It's just, there's, mm-hmm. it feels more grand than a film even. It's so, yeah. um, there's it's... just so much going on and so many layers of everything. But then I, I think it's easy to overread some things too. And it's like, yeah. did they mean to do this? And um, yeah, I mean, folks, just go listen to any of the Gaylords of Darkness episodes, right? They will dig it. They well, literally I mean, go into every little detail. They have, like, five episodes of Suspiria. Yeah. yeah. I mean, five yeah. official ones, but maybe yeah. <laughs> every episode. It comes up every episode, right? Yeah. Episode, <laughs> which is why we love them. Um, we love them, yes. But, uh, yeah, like, cool. I, I'm still trying to figure out exactly, like, what the end game was with Susie. Like, w- were they going to, like, sacrifice her at the end? And then she's like, mm-hmm. surprise, bitch. I'm gonna sacrifice you, like it's like I was never quite sure like what their end game was, you know. But mm-hmm. I, you know, maybe that's just a mystery I have to solve. Yeah, I I've been wanting to rewatch it, but it, I I just don't think I have the brain power right now. So good for you for uh, mean, pulling out something like, like that in in August two and here. And a half hours. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was like I'm gonna be uh, an 
academic and I'm going to watch yeah. this, <laughs> this movie. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, cause you know, I, I, I said I was going to get into my Amityville stuff and I've still only watched the evil es- escapes mainly because I'm like, how can you top that? I mean, really, uh, <laughs> it's going to be hard to live up to that. One. We've plateaued. Uh, so, yeah. There's yeah. nowhere to go, but sideways from, <laughs> yeah, you had me at Patty Duke and a haunted floor lamp. I mean, yeah. does it get better than that? I think not. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, you know, it's not about time for Amityville 1992. Uh, but maybe it will be this week. I'll give it yeah, a shot. You got plenty of time. Happens. Plenty of yeah. time. <laughs> what have I watched? Um, I watched that documentary Hail Satan, which is mm. not horror, but I guess horror-adjacent-ish. I don't know. Uh, it wasn't what I expected at all, because I was expecting a good old, like, satanic romp. And it's oh. not really that. Um, because it's not really about satanism in the strictest sense it's about this group called the satanic temple which was founded in 2013 it sounds like it would would have been founded like you know centuries ago but this group actually consists of mostly atheists and they're kind of these like non-theistic trolls who they've taken like the iconography and like the images the imagery of satanism and like some of the um, principles and they're using it to fight the far right essentially christians and (laughs) It's kind of amazing because, uh, like, they were the ones responsible for that situation in Oklahoma where, like, uh, a group had put up, like, the Ten Commandments on, um, like, outside a court building, if I I remember right. And then they came in and they were like, okay, well, religious freedom says that we should be able to put up a giant statue of um, Bahamut or whatever, the the satanic, (laughs) you know, figure. And (laughs) it's just – it's amazing. Like, I I really respect the hell out of this group because – they are they're not really satanists at least not in the strictest sense um they're just giant trolls um they they have sort of graft uh grafted onto certain principles of satanism but i would not personally call them satanists even though that's what they call themselves but it's really interesting that they're Hmm. sort of fighting christianity in this way um or not i shouldn't say fighting christianity but like um extremist you know christian uh principles um yeah, so I, it was really good. Uh, the only really complaint I've heard is that it is kind of a giant advertisement for the group, and yeah. uh, you know that can be problematic because you don't really see what's going on behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. But it seems like they're doing a lot of good, so uh, all the power to them. Um, if in five years I find out they they're like evil people, you know, um, I do not endorse it. You know, in the words of <laughs> Valerie Cherish, I do not endorse not endorse it. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> but for now, they seem okay. So great. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that's really, really, uh, re- really good. I, um, yeah. I it, it, it's weird that it seems like in the past few years you're seeing these Satanists acting more like Christ-like than Christians have. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, never thought I'd see that. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. I, and that's I, I just don't know what to make of this group because they call themselves Satanists, but they don't worship Satan. So it's like, right. what is the definition of Satanism? Yeah, it's a fascinating thing, and I'm. I'm interested to see what what continues to happen with them. And then a major milestone here. I finished season four of Dawson's Creek. This has been a a huge journey here because I started this show five years ago and I have just now finished the high school years. So that's that's a big, big achievement there. So you you did want to wait for their lives to be over? I did. Uh, Thank you, Paula Cole. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what's frustrating is that the first season has that theme song, and then they couldn't get the rights for it anymore. So, like, they switched to some, like, Jan Arden song, and it's just not as good. 
<laughs> and it sucks. That's so weird. So like the song yeah. became such a big hit that they did, couldn't get the rights to they it. They couldn't anymore. get the rights to it. I think they just didn't want to pay for it and they <laughs> and I guess there was other, there were other songs in the show that they just didn't want to put the money into and I don't get it because yeah. like this show had a big following. You would it think they would have put yeah. some money toward this, but huge hit. It was frustrating. Um Yeah, it's a, it's just a it's, the show is just a warm hug. I I don't I'm not like obsessed with it or anything, which is why it's taken me like five years to get any progress in it. But yeah. it's nice and good performances, and um, uh, I I wouldn't put it on the same level as my my dear Buffy, but it's it's nice for what it is. Uh, it's kept my mind off things, so that's that's all you can ask for in this day and age, right? That's all you need, right? About now, I mean, yeah. that's 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 what we're we're living for is yeah. little shows like that, you know, that are gonna yeah. just take our mind off of all the crap. Exactly. You know, I'm still thinking about The O.C., since you like that one. And <gasps> oh, now like, that, that show, one so I watched that during a really dark time in my life, and let me tell you, it picked picked me up Good. and du- dusted me off and made me a better person, so... Nice. <laughs> I'm hoping it does the same for you. <laughs> well, after Not rewatching... to hype it up, but... <laughs> yeah, after rewatching Jennifer's Body, like, I'm, I have the Adam Brody... <laughs> fever right <laughs> oh he is such a snack cake i'm sorry he's so cute i can't help it he's adorable that damn song though gets stuck in my head all the time through the trees <laughs> <laughs> god i oh, swear to god funny. i walked into a grocery store one time and it was playing and i'm like no. what is happening right now what? am i about to get like abducted <laughs> oh i love that oh this movie that is Ugh. oh i'm so glad people have come around on that movie yeah slowly. it's taken it's, long enough right i know i was like why don't y'all realize this movie is fantastic okay uh well. okay anything to set the scene here okay so uh oh boy yeah um. uh when a stranger calls you know <laughs> uh not to be confused with when a stranger calls or when a stranger calls back or yes. or when a when stranger a, when a killer calls which was the version that i think it was the asylum put out around the same time <laughs> as this well movie. you know i read somewhere they were going to do a sequel to this uh called when a stranger oh. returns and i oh, guess God. for some reason that did not happen well i mean i think camilla bell like got out of the acting profession so maybe yeah she hasn't done like, a whole lot just some indie no, stuff i was looking into that for which we can be thankful <laughs> like, <laughs> like i'm sorry look i don't want to hate on an actor i don't but yeah when you have no personality, don't be an actor. Just don't. I mean, right. what is that about? It's, oh, oh. Or, you know, do oh. what, like, the rest of us do and take some classes to, like, bring yeah. that part out of you, you know? Do I, something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess, like, she was a child actor. Oh, that's then... right. She was in Practical Magic, wasn't she? Yeah. She was the daughter, yeah. And so, like, maybe maybe she she was good then. I don't know, but she just didn't, like, transition. I mean, she's a be- yeah. beautiful girl. Yeah. Um, I love her eyebrows a lot. They're very fascinating. I like them. Distinctive, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just like she's not uh, – God love her. I mean, really, <laughs> I just feel bad for her in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> because she has to carry the entire thing because she's the only person who's in, like, every fucking shot of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's – she shouldn't have to do that. <laughs> she, I don't think – No, it's a lot of weight on her shoulders. Yeah. And, um... I don't think she. I think Carol Kane could have handled that, but I don't Car- think Miss Miss Car- Bella Kane could. Carol yeah. Kane could definitely. Yeah, Miss. I think Camilla. it should have still been her. That would have been fun if she uh, was like fifty something here and just. Like, wouldn't that have been perfect? Yes. I'm babysitting. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> yeah. 
These are my niece and nephew. <laughs> just trying to make it work. I don't know. Oh, if only. Uh, I love her and Kimmy Schmidt. I do too. She's the best part of that show. <laughs> She's so great. Oh, oh God. Okay. She should just be in everything i love her so mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um but she's not in this um, sadly sadly yeah it is directed by mr simon west who has mostly mm. done like action films yeah um he did like con air and tomb raider and the expendables uh so yeah it's fascinating that he was the one that they were like let's 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 grab this guy to make this movie <laughs> Because it's just a chick in a house walking down hallways for most of right. it. So. <laughs> Action-packed fun, right? Yeah. It's real white-knuckle thrills. <laughs> it was written by Jack Jade Wall, which, what a name, right? Mm-hmm. I like that name. Who wrote the Hitcher remake, which is okay. Mm-hmm. Also not that um, bad. And yeah. then he wrote the Jacob's Ladder remake, which I have not heard good things about. But mm. to be fair, I have not seen. I haven't so. seen that either. Yeah, yeah he's a kind of a remake stan, I guess. It, the film is produced by our favorite studio, Screen Gems. God damn it, god damn it, god damn it. <laughs> fucking Screen Gems. Which, okay, this is probably their best movie. <laughs> I mean, say if, it, yes. if we're being honest here, it's probably the best thing they've ever done. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. they had someone in the studio who knew what they were doing for the first time, and then they got fired. I don't know. But yep. it seemed like everything lined up for the most part here. And I read that they originally offered the role of Jill to Evan Rachel Wood, which God would have been damn it. That so much be better. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> damn Can we have it. a redo, please? <laughs> Shit, she would have been great. Fuck. Yeah. Um, see, like that's the thing, is that, you know this is really just a girl in a house by herself for uh, yeah. like three fourths of the movie. So you have to have someone who's who's not just a good actor but who has like a really interesting personality and presence you know like mm-hmm. i feel like this would have been great with like someone like um emma stone who's like kind of like goofy and kind of like funny who would just be like oh i'm gonna try on their jewelry i'm such a goofy clown you know ha <laughs> yeah. like that would have made it more watchable has she ever but, done like, any horror i was trying to think um Oh, I mean, I, does Zombieland count? I guess not. I, oh, yeah. I guess that could kind of count. I, yeah, yeah. I guess she hasn't, really. Yeah. I would love to see that. I bet she's got, like, I would a too. dark side. Yeah, and apparently Camilla was, when she was first offered this role, she almost turned it down <laughs> because she didn't like horror films. So it was oh, that God. situation of, like, oh, we, the, the director had to convince her it was a psychological thriller. Oh, jeez. Shut the fuck up, Camilla. My God. <laughs> right. I mean, that makes me like have even less respect for, for her. But <laughs> who are you to be turning down roles? Jesus exactly. Christ! I mean, God. God. Yeah. Now I really don't give a fuck. I mean, shit. If she's if she's that kind of a person, I hate those types. Yeah. That are like, oh, well, you know, it wasn't really what I was looking for at the time. I really was trying to do more art house films, and mm-hmm. but they offered me this horror film. But then it was fine because they, they said it was a psychological thriller, and I said, oh, well, I will do that. Mm. I'm like, there's no difference. Shut the fuck up. I hate no. that. It's so annoying. That so, shit starts in high school, folks. So you need yeah. to nip that that in the yeah. bud. And when someone gets <laughs> yeah. cast in a show, and they're like, oh, I really wanted the role of. Um, <laughs> you know maria but i guess i'll be a mother abbess or yeah <laughs> i'll climb every mountain yeah yeah it's so oh, that kind of those people grinds yeah. my my gears a bit 
Mm-hmm. And uh, this is probably the most interesting thing about the film. Uh, they apparently had this AOL Instant Messenger um, campaign where, like, they would beckon users to instant message this username called Jill020306. Um, and when you message, this girl will start making small talk with you, and then she'll start receiving calls from a stranger asking her to check on the children. <laughs> and then she gives the user a phone number, and you call that number. <laughs> and then you hear an ad for the movie. I Which like just sounds that. amazing. Smart marketing. Uh, you like that a lot. That's Do you remember cute. those those bots that they had on AOL Instant Messenger where you would just talk oh, with yeah. them and they would respond? Yeah, like, that was a thing. That shit was fun. That was really fun. Yeah. God, AOL. AOL. Instant Messenger. That was a huge thing around this era. Yeah. AOL. Man. LOL, AOL. LOL, AOL. And Mr. Movie Phone. Remember the Titans. Yeah. Okay. Like, calm down. Like, anything else? Yeah. This movie it made it made shockingly decent amount of money. It made sixty-seven million dollars against a fifteen million dollar budget. Which shocking because again, I don't remember this movie in theaters, and I maybe again I was just tuned out from horror or something at the time, but I don't remember seeing any ads for this. It was only later. When I saw the box, really? and the box to me looks like Selma Blair on the front, so I always see Selma it Blair does. when I look at that box. Uh, what if it had been Selma Blair? God Ugh. damn it! Once again, like, I mean, she was too old at this point, I guess, to be playing a teenager. But you know yeah. what? It's Hollywood. I don't care. I would have allowed for it. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been fine because it's <laughs> yeah. Selma Blair, and she could have done this one instead of the Fog, and then she would have saved oh, herself yeah. that hum- humiliation. And. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but yeah, no, I, I saw this opening night, believe it or not. Good I for saw you. it um, with my dad. For some reason, we decided to go to the movies. And uh, mm-hmm. I said, well, there's this movie I want to see. And uh, we actually didn't hate it. But we were in an auditorium because you know, it was PG 13. So all the kids were out. And it was a bunch of like screaming teenage girls who clearly were loving every second of this movie. So I'm not surprised mm-hmm. that it really did pretty well. It, it I have a feeling intense. it would be better to see in a theater. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's some decent moments of tension in this, and I think yeah. seeing it on the big screen would with a group would be kind of fun, even just to make fun yeah. of it. But I would yeah. not mind yeah. doing that. Yeah, I mean, it, it it seemed like it was hitting its target demo pretty hard, so yeah. I can see why it made good. some good money. Good. Yeah. Do you, uh, folks, do you know what this movie is about? Chris, do you have a synopsis? I sure do. Um, so Jill Johnson, great name, by the way, um, great name. she is being forced to babysit because she went over on her cell phone minutes and her father mm-hmm. needs her to learn some responsibility. <laughs> um, so she can't go to the big fun all school bonfire thing, which it looks like something out of the Wicker Man. I don't know what the fuck that's mm-hmm. about, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Um and so she has to go babysit at this kind of secluded house, uh, and uh, the kids are already put put down, and she starts to get these weird phone calls from someone who seems to be watching her. Surprise, surprise, it turns out the phone calls are coming from inside the house. <gasps> what? I've Gasp. never seen that twist, ever. Gasp. Um, this is totally original. Um, and then it's like a fight to the death between her and the stranger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, so it's, good, good, you good. know, it's, it's the same thing. It's not really a spo- spoiler. Cause I remember the trailers for, for this 
gave that away um, pretty quickly. And I was sort of I was I think I was the most bummed about that because I because I love the idea of all these like teenage kids coming to this and not knowing what the twist was and then mm-hmm. actually being surprised. Like, I don't I, I don't know if they would have been surprised, but I just ha- kind of hope that they would have been. But then, you know. Yeah, maybe the really young ones, um, the ones that grew up on, like, Scream and Scary Movie and yeah. stuff probably would have at least known that, that yeah. when someone calls you in the house, it's probably going to be in the house. But exactly, it's, yeah, uh, it was kind of getting back to basics here, which I respect. And, uh, there is a nice kind of simplicity to this script, yeah. I have to say. Right. Like, it's because it is just, like, one girl in one house for the entire movie like it's it's very much like low budget like roger corman style like let's just get as as few people as we can in as few locations as as we can and just make like a down and dirty horror flick i i i I like that yeah yeah after scream and that whole era i think people were looking to kind of uh, not be as meta and in your face, you know, just kind of get back yeah. to the nuts and bolts of the genre. And yeah, like you said, they think they do an okay job at that here. And um, it's not super bloody either, you know, no, no. Um, it's not super gross like a lot of the mm-hmm. films from this era. So that, I guess, yeah. kind of makes it stand out in a way. Yeah, it's like people are killed, but you never like know like how they were killed. <laughs> like. Yeah, like it's like because there's the there's the opening scene where um, there's a babysitter being harassed by the stranger um, mm-hmm. and it takes place like right next to a carnival and an oil rig. And I'm like, why would you want to live there? <laughs> like, What the fuck? Like this is like the noisiest house in the world. And yeah, so like she dies off screen and then the mm-hmm. police of all the, the police officer comes in and we don't see what happened. But he's like, so what did he use as the murder weapon? And they're like, oh, he didn't have one. He just used his hands. And then it's like he walks in and you can see he's like freaking out because it must just be like really nasty. Yeah, that's a fun callback to the original because that does happen in the original. Um, The babysitter doesn't die, but the the kids do get like mangled. Um, You don't see it, but you hear about it Mm -hmm. and it's pretty dark pretty nasty yeah so you just ha- have to use your imagination to, to mm-hmm. think think about what happened mm, yeah um, so that's actually it's a pretty effective opening um it is yeah so then like you said we meet our dull as a bag of bricks protagonist uh jill johnson oh, oh god <laughs> who was she named after like magic johnson is that what she because she's like a track star oh. I, are they just trying to make her sound like an athlete even though nothing really becomes of that other than she's really good at running i guess that's yeah i guess that plays into it at the end when she actually has yeah. to like, do stuff but i think jill johnson was the name of carol kane in the oh you're I right th- you're right it's the same so, name yeah so um, yeah i think yeah, but yeah, it's just like it's uh, it's like all this teen drama where like her her friend apparently kissed her boyfriend because mm-hmm. they had dated for like a day and she never got to kiss him and that's her excuse. It's like it's like she didn't get to kiss him so she thought she earned the kiss. <laughs> I'm like, you yeah, fucking whore. I, like <laughs> it's, it's like such like high school bullshit. I, yeah. And so, like, she's in art class, I guess, with her f- 
friend um, Scarlet, who also has nothing to do, who is uh, Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson, and yeah. I guess one of her first movies. Um, yeah, known and, for uh, Dear White People and mm-hmm. Veronica Mars and Marvel stuff I, and lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah, she's in some Marvel stuff and uh, and uh, and so she's like with her and she's all like, you know. She doesn't really have much of a personality in this either. <laughs> no, nope, sadly. Really, yeah, and um, and their their um their ex friend, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I forgot what her name is. Uh, oh, Tiffany Madison. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> Tiffany Madison. <laughs> Tiffany, um, which is played by Katie Cassidy, who's also mm-hmm. in like fifteen hundred remakes. God, uh, yeah, Black Christmas she's like the and remake Queen. Yeah, um, she, Nightmare on Elm Street, she, right? Yeah. And she shows yeah. up, and she's like, hey, guys. And they're just like, ugh. And it's just like, it's all this drama that doesn't really feel earned. It's just sort mm-hmm. of cheesy. And it never really pays off, and you're just like, eh. Um, I do like the line where they're like, guys, this is so high school. And they're like, Scarlett, like, we're, we're in high school. school. <laughs> <laughs> or when she's, like, talking it, to her boyfriend long. or ex-boyfriend or whatever, and she's like, yeah. Bobby, we've talked. 74 minutes yesterday, 124 the day before, and 256 the day before that. Okay? I'm like, what's wrong with you, Jill? Like, who, why are what, you I, ca- counting, you nerd? Like, what Why are you like this? Yeah. It's weird. Like, who made you this way? <laughs> and then, like, after that, like, all this lasts, like, approximately, like, three minutes. Mm-hmm. And then she's immediately in the car with her dad being whisked away to the location and he's all played like, by clark greg clark greg who's clark also greg. everything also yeah. the screenwriter of what lies beneath yes so I indeed wonder what he had to what he had to say about this script yes. um happy but, 20th anniversary yeah. right to amen amen great film let's talk about a better pg-13 horror movie yeah um, <laughs> uh so he's all like you've you gotta learn some responsibility because you went over on your minutes so that means no car and no <laughs> bonfire and all oh this but dad stuff. it's like how dare you that's so rude oh my god <laughs> so she's already kind of whiny and i'm kind of like yeah. shut up jill and uh show they they get they get to to this house and it's not really a house it's like a showroom i mean it's like mm-hmm. ridiculous it's out on like a lake and it's really beautiful it is like from of... architectural design magazine right yes it's, it's, it's absurd gorgeous. it's like straight out of a dark castle set almost it's, yes it's absurd actually it does kind of look like the house from orphan a bit it's like that weird yeah. like kind of modern you know so yeah then they meet the uh the mandracuses and they're going on a little date you know so they're so yeah. their kids are already asleep even though it's still like very bright bright outside so i guess they like drug them i don't know and, and we uh, talked about apparently they have a son in college and then they have these two little yeah. kids and, okay yes. like and fascinating. the son is going to be what we call a red herring mm. <laughs> because you see mrs mandrakis says that um sometimes their son likes to come home from college and stay at the guest house down the way so could he be making these creepy phone calls maybe maybe so um and so then they leave her alone and she hears a weird noise, and you're like, uh-oh, it's going to get scary. And it's mm-hmm. okay, though, because it's just Rosa, the friendly housekeeper. Oh, who's, Rosa. Who's um, who's uh, feeding a bunch of birds in the atrium that's in the middle oh of the house. Oh, my God, this wildlife preserve that they have in the middle is, of their house. <laughs> it's a zoo. They have It's a zoo. A zoo. Um, it's a fucking zoo. <laughs> we Bought a Zoo is their, yep. uh, is their favorite film, apparently. Yep. And, uh, and Rosa has... Literally a line 
which is hello, and that's it. And, uh, and so if you like Rosa, I hate to say it, she doesn't last long in this world. Um, Ugh, she doesn't have much to do. Justice and, for Rosa, man. But the thing is, is that she seems so sweet and she has such a nice smile and, and she seems so, so nice and so pleasant. Yeah. So Jill's like, oh, Rosa, you silly goose. And so mm-hmm. she um, she goes back to her whatever she's doing. I, I don't even know. I, oh, yeah. Th- then she like snoops in the house and. Like tries tries on stuff and you know and then she starts to get these phone calls and it mm-hmm. at at first it's just like some sort of heavy breathing you know which like we who hasn't been there right you know and um, she's like uh, whatever and then she gets one and it turns out it's from like Bobby's friend and Bobby we should probably say is her boyfriend who was you know the uh, the guy that d- didn't cheat or did cheat i don't fucking know i don't care purportedly yes the details are sketchy we're we're waiting for the the school newspaper to report but that's what we know so far they were spotted behind the cafeteria after first period it was really it was really nasty drama department Um, to present julius caesar next week (laughs) (laughs) that's a callback to our night of the creeps episodes (laughs) so um so yeah so then she starts to think well maybe this is just you know like Bobby or his friend trying to, you know, scare her mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, because apparently Scarlett gave the number to Tiffany and Bobby. So Scarlett's kind of a shitty friend. I'm just going to say it. I think she's an asshole. Um, <laughs> because clearly Jill did not want to talk to either of them. And she was like, it's cool. I'm going to be the peacemaker. And mm-hmm. it, it doesn't work like that, Scarlett. It does not work. Okay. No. Um and so then she gets more phone calls and they start to say like, you know, like really specific things and she gets a little on edge and then like the alarm goes off and she's like, what's that about? And then fucking Tiffany just like shows up, like walks into the fucking house. How does she um, even know where this house is? Like, exactly. Did, did they share the address? Like, this is not like yeah, this today, is not folks. Like now, no, yeah. this is like Facebook was not even a thing. Like nothing no. was. No. So how how does she know? Uh, apparently the garage was open, mm-hmm. and she just walks on in and tries to help herself to some te- tequila. Um, and you know, I re- re- remember when I first wa- watched this as a kid, I was like, "This is you know, this is this is a fun ca- character, you know, because like she's kind of kind of you know, kind of drunky and stuff." And now I'm like, she's probably like sixteen or seventeen. Like she might have a problem. I don't know. <laughs> Um, (laughs) it's just weird how like age kind of makes you interpret things a little bit differently. I'm like, where what I do kind of like is that even though they do have this grudge with each other, they do decide to kind of let it go. You know, at one I think right because that's I think they kind of just yeah. That's kind of nice because it's not just like girls at each other's throat the whole movie. Um, (laughs) It's it's also like Tiffany never really apologizes. I don't think. She she just like come to the bonfire. Why are you so mad? Okay, you're not gonna come. Well, let me get a drink first. No, okay. Well, boo you whore. I'm gonna go and like they, they never really. Well, here's the thing, really Christopher. If you it. are a ma- when you are a master manipulator like Tiffany, you never actually <laughs> apologize for anything. Yeah, I think Tiffany might be a narcissist. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think I think she might need some help. Um, you just gaslight the friend until they apologize. Does. That's this thing. She's a gaslighter. Yes. She is the true villain of this movie. I'm yes. telling you. 
She is. I, I wouldn't be surprised if she hired the stranger to kill Jill. I mean, I would mm. not be surprised. Mm-hmm. Th- this movie should have a t- twist there where that's the case. But yeah, so she leaves. I guess just because she gets kind of bored, and and then just um, she's attacked by gusts of wind as she leaves the <laughs> for the real house. though. Yeah. It's like the end yeah. of the craft when the the lightning bolt just strikes a tree and it just falls down. It's, <laughs> it's so true. And she's like stuck in there because like a tree like because there's a tree fell. branch because the lightning yeah. struck the tree. And, yeah, and and so um, and so like we're pretty sure she probably was killed, but we don't really know. And uh, yeah. Then someone knocks on the door, and mm-hmm. Jill's like, Tiffany, girl, come on now. <laughs> and uh, she opens the door, and <gasps> nobody's there except the mm-hmm. wind. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, yeah, then she goes back in, and she's like, whatever. And because <laughs> it's Jill, and Jill's not really <laughs> bothered by much. She's Jill only has about two to three emotions, <laughs> 2.5, yeah. I would say. And um <laughs> This entire film is just kind of a slight inconvenience to Jill. She's it really, really is. <laughs> She's just like, oh no, you want to k- kill me? Oh man. Uh, even the situation really with her boyfriend is not really that big of a deal to her. She's just like, it's more out of principle that she's holding this grudge. She's like, oh, whatever. You know, it's, it's like, I've been told that normal humans should feel really bad about this. So I'm going to try to feel bad. <laughs> I'm looking at my facial emotion chart right now and trying yeah. to find out what I'm I trying feel. to do this one that has like a circle on it with like two dots and like an upside down thing. I don't. What's an emotion? Um, And so she goes back in and gets more phone calls. I mean, the phone calls in this movie, I mean, it's just, it is very aptly named. It is a cornucopia uh, of endless, yeah, an an endless string of phone calls. They just keep coming. They just keep coming. Yeah, if you like phone calls, this is the movie for you. And And hey, folks, um, you ever heard of caller ID? It's 2006. (laughs) Yeah, really. But this part, though, this is where where it really gets scary because these calls, this next call that she gets says, have you checked the children? <gasps> and it's coming from Tiffany's phone. Where do I know that line be- from, right? What? Oh, my what? goodness gracious. But how is it coming from Tiffany's phone? <gasps> this is brand new information. No, and, I really would um, like to know how is it. Because yeah, I, I, I would like to know. <laughs> because how did he get these numbers, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, now Jill's kind of getting a little concerned. And, you know, she um, – eventually starts to call the police and says look this guy's harassing me and they're like well if you can keep him on on the phone for 60 seconds then we can trace the call okay Um, why is this still a thing why do they have to be on the line for 60 seconds is that is that really a thing because i've seen in multiple movies but it makes sense for like black christmas where it was like back in the landline days but is this i mean i guess this is still a landline that he's calling but um i don't know i like i don't know the science and logistics I think I we should it. have, like, a science phone expert on this episode. <laughs> right. Well, you know, our forensics <laughs> division <laughs> was in development, but because of COVID, we right. had to, yeah, you know, we, put a kibosh on that for a while. We um, had to downsize. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we almost had to let our assistant he- Heidi go, but we decided, you know, she's essential we, to the business, we so. <laughs> we couldn't, because she's the one that gets us all the information, and then we say she that does. came up with it ourselves. She, uh, so. she gets us the big scoop, and we need her <laughs> yeah. to continue doing her job. <laughs> Long live Heidi. That's what this film needs is Heidi. Heidi, if the research Heidi assistant. was in this, it would be a very different, oh. much better film. So, yeah, they tell her to trace the calls, you know, and um, so she has like a little tiny, a timer on her watch. And so mm-hmm. she tries to k- 
keep him on the line. And then at some point she starts to think that the son is back home and is in the guest house and maybe he's the one doing this or maybe like she can talk to him for help. I don't know. And so she mm-hmm. runs out and braves the wind because that the- scene is where the movie just loses me <laughs> because who the fuck would do that? You know, you know, know. that there's possibly someone in this house or th- around yeah. this house and you yeah. are going to leave the house and go to this guest house. It, 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 and she doesn't even have a weapon. Like grab no. the fire poker girl. Come uh, on. Do something. Chill. And then like, she's attacked by a tree at some point too. It's like very like, <laughs> I don't know, like, it, but she doesn't really seem very phased. I see. Once again, a scene from evil dead again. and she's not really phased yeah. by it. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I hope it's not that really rapey tree. That's the last <laughs> yep. thing I need tonight. Um, uh. And, and she runs and runs and the wind gusts and it's just ridiculous. And, Oh, we should um, also know, while this is happening, there's this cute little cat that's, like, walking around the house. and a cat, it, yes. It's just getting into everything and fucking with things, and I and love that cat. The cat's the best really <laughs> loud noises that cats yeah. don't make. Yeah, because, yeah, of course, it. like, this has, I think the first major scare of the film is a cat scare, you know, which is, you know, the standby. Mm-hmm. Um, and this cat doesn't just pop out and, and just go, meow. It's like... <laughs> They pop out with a meow and at a. It's like, it's like this crazy sound. I'm like, what is that sound coming from? What, what well, the fuck is that? We will get to my favorite cat scene later in the movie because it's amazing. But let's okay continue here. Where do we leave off? So, so yeah, like I guess I can't remember if she keeps him on the line for long enough, but eventually she does. And at that point, she's really started to get freaked out. So she grabs a weapon, I think. And uh, and she goes into the house and finally discovers um, – well, shit. I, I, she, she, she calls Tiffany, I think, right? I think. I think so. And she traces the sound of the phone through, throughout the house. And once she gets there, she's in the bathroom – and she finds Tiffany's dead body <gasps> right next to her. Oh and she's my like God. all pale and white and her yeah. eyes are all like whited out. And I'm like, would that happen that fast? I don't know. But yeah. it does here. And then she gets a call from the cops. It says, Jill, we've traced the call. It's coming from inside the house. And she's <gasps> like, well, once again, only slightly <laughs> Slightly perturbed, face. really. You know <laughs> what's like, the most oh, unrealistic? <laughs> the most unrealistic part of this movie is the fact that these phones never lose signal. This was 2006. No. Like, phones always <laughs> lost signal in 2006. Well, Ugh. they kind they kind of do at the bonfire, the bonfire a bit yeah. with yeah. the kids. Um, which also, okay, I noticed in this movie, at the bonfire, there's a cameo by someone who was on Glee. Oh. Um, Diana Agron is, is her name. She oh, played yeah. Quinn. And there's a mm-hmm. shot, and I paused it, and I was like, that has, has to be her, right? Huh. And I looked it up. I, and I it's her, and it is her. Huh. She has a non-credited cameo in this before she was on Glee. Good for her. Good for her. Interesting. 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 Um. So yeah, just the celebrities in this. It's, it's yeah crazy. Um, Glee. <laughs> and uh, and <laughs> anyway, so then she uh, it was a, anyway. Now she knows, like, okay, I'm in danger here, perhaps. And uh, so stranger she, danger. She, she goes, yeah. yeah, this is this is really intense. And this is when the film kind of starts to heat up a bit. And so she goes and she tries to find the kids, and she goes into their room, and she can see a piece of their stuffed animal 
coming out of like the toy box and you're like, oh shit, he's killed the kids, right? You know? Mm-hmm. And so she goes to the box and she opens it. And unfortunately, the kids are still alive. And um, and that's kind of a bummer because, like, <laughs> I kind of wish they had died like they did in the original. But, like, apparently Jill has to have an arc about how she's more responsible now. So she has to take care of the fucking kids. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but truthfully, the kids are the best actors in the film because they do look g- genuinely fucking terrified. Yeah, so. they do. Because they're like, all- you go, kids. Yeah. <laughs> they're at, like, a 10 and she's at, like, a, a 3. And yeah. Which is like a 10 yeah. for her. Yeah. And yeah, she's yeah. basically playing the scene as if she's just discovered that the gap doesn't have the shirt in her size. <laughs> they're playing it like they're about to be sliced into pieces. So I have to go to the banana republic. <laughs> oh my God. It's really bad. Leave me alone, you sick son of a bitch. Like, and that's what she's playing. And the kids are, like, literally fighting for their lives. So, right. They're they at, like, really a boil, and she's at, like, a light simmer. It's, yeah. it's, 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 <laughs> it's kind of sad. And so the she... levels of this movie, right? Yeah. And so it turns out the stranger is, like, in, like, the ceiling. I don't know what's, like, the rafters, the rafters or some shit. Yeah. yeah. And so he jumps down down and there's a big chase and eventually they all end up in the atrium you know and Mm -hmm. uh the kids hide in like a bush and she decides to hide in the water um and she she goes down below and sees that rosa our beloved rosa rosa has succumbed to the stranger once again we're not we're, we're not sure how she she died but I don't know if I'm just reading into this, but it looks like she died with a smile on her face. And <laughs> I find that really empow- empowering and <laughs> kind of nice. Agency, right? E- even in death, Rosa is a little bundle of sunshine. Oh, so, Rosa. And, and uh, I think she really loved being in that zoo. So She really seemed to love the birds. Yeah. She's like that bird. Uh, bird lady from um mary poppins you know? feed the birds yeah <laughs> poppins are back. Back. <laughs> yes I th- she's she's like her but in the like mary poppins modern, spinoff we didn't day. know we needed yeah i know but we also rosa talked about a will and grace spinoff before we started this because that's right i want to see rosario in this movie right if rosario had played rosa this would be an entire different <laughs> film because first of all she would have killed the stranger <laughs> yes <laughs> And then she'd give Jill a big talking, listen, lady. (laughs) And so, yeah, then there's a big fight, and he finds her in the water. She jumps out. The kids run to the door, and I Mm -hmm. think they get out. There is a really nasty part. This this part literally made me want to just throw up, where she, she runs in. And locks the door, but he grabs her by the hair, and she locks the door, and her her hair is caught in his hand, and in she, between the the door, and and she just finally just goes, and he rips her rips it off. Out. Yeah, it, it's and, and by the way, there's no blood. There should be blood like gushing out of her head, but it's PG thirteen, so yeah, she still looks perfectly quaffed, which is really it's fucking but gross. It's nasty, it's really and nasty. once again, she's just mildly perturbed by it, but it's, yeah, it happens. Like, oh, man. I guess and, I'll have to wear a wig to prom. Like, shut yep. up, Jill. <laughs> and while this whole scuffle is going on, we get my favorite scene with the cat, where it has gotten a hold of one of the birds <laughs> and is just gnawing on this fucking bird. And I just love that this is a scene that they just had to have in the movie of this cat just gnawing on this little bird that it stole from the fucking zoo. And I love it. I love it. I think it's symbolism. 
because Jill um, is the bird and the stranger is the cat. Well, maybe because the, and the cats are very uh, opportunistic and they just waited yes. for that moment to get that bird and or it had been waiting its whole life. Like how long had that cat been sitting in that house just watching these <laughs> birds all day and then suddenly it gets to make its move. So yeah, the cat might actually be Tiffany and the bird maybe. is Bobby or Jill. I don't know. I'm buying into this theory of yours that Tiffany hired. <laughs> The the stranger, and then the stranger betrayed her because Tiffany's so fucking annoying that he just couldn't put up with it anymore. She's like, can you help me get this tree branch away from my car? He's like, that's not in my job description, bitch. And just stabbed her. It's like, <laughs> it's like blowout, you know? The, the really boring girl. That's my yeah. job. It's like a De Palma's blowout. Like, they hire yes. that assassin, and then he's like, well, I don't really feel yeah. like doing what you want me to do, so I'm just going to yeah. <laughs> fucking do whatever the fuck I want. Kill everybody, yeah. Yeah, John Lithgow, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good movie. It um, is. But, but yeah, so uh, then there's, like, a chase, and she gets a fire poker and, like, stabs him in the hand, which, once again, for a PG-13, kind of gnarly, you know? It's big. um, And then she just, like, kind of, like, runs out of the door and, and then runs into the cop, and mm-hmm. everything's okay. And uh, and then you know she's at the ambulance at the end. At one, once again, there's no blood coming from her scalp. It looks like no one's paying attention to her scalp. Why is no one like bandaging up her head? What is that about? <laughs> like her hair still looks perfect. Like what the fuck? Yeah. And uh, and she sees the stranger in the car, and he like I, smiles at her. I don't love like, that they show him. I would almost I rather like not see him. I know. I like what was the point of that? Like yeah. all killers look like us <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like i don't uh, it's like he's got like a little scar i'm like scar, oh, but scary yeah. like yeah. whatever um and then we have the obligatory dream sequence <laughs> scare where she's at the hospital. like the opening of halloween 2 right and, it is yeah, yeah. <sighs> and like no one's on the floor and you're like what's happening yeah and then she gets a phone call and she decides not to answer and you're like good job jill Way to learn from your past mistakes. And then she closes the door. And the stranger's in the mirror. Stranger danger. And then she wakes up and she's screaming. Also, the most emotion that she has shown all night, uh, by the way, as her Mm -hmm. father and the nurse are like, calm down, Jill. You're okay. And then that's the ending. So, yeah. And then it just ends. It ends. It ends. And... mm. I'm sorry, I made you watch. This no, movie. it's okay. You know, um, <laughs> there are things that I like about the movie. Uh, no. Most of them are in the first half. I just think it, it it's really yeah. good at like, well, not really good, but like decent at building some suspense and tension. And I do you think know. some of those calls are legitimately creepy. Um, yeah. I like the house, even though it's absurd, and because it's so ridiculous yeah. that I I have to love it. <laughs> you know, the fact yeah. that we have a little zoo in the middle of a fucking house is <laughs> insane. <laughs> Yeah, I, I where it starts to lose me is when it just she just starts making these ridiculous choices. Like, why are you running yeah. outside of this house? Like, I just yeah, what's it gonna accomplish? I, I don't get it. Yeah, and um, it is telling that the police are not helpful at all because that's true to life. And it's so true. I'm starting to learn this so much more now. Like, I just thinking about all of the horror movies that I've watched in my lifetime. Have the police ever helped? Like, they're either too late or they do show up and then they get killed immediately. So it's like, have they ever really helped? <laughs> Unless it's like a noir type movie where, like, the lead yeah. is a detective or something. Not yeah. really. Yeah. It's yeah. It's like, I guess, like, Dewey kind of helps occasionally in, like, the screams, sort of. Yeah. But even he's I... kind of like a buffoon. <laughs> like, he's not really... 
Clarice Starling is like the only cop that has ever done anything, right? Yeah. Clarice knows what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. She's the only one. Yeah. (laughs) It does not overstay its welcome too much. It does. I appreciate that. It it's there are some scenes that drag, but overall, I think it it's fairly breezy. It doesn't. I I don't know. I wasn't like extremely bored watching it. You know. Um, Yeah. There's some. The score is pretty good. It's a little overbearing, but um, it builds up some nice tension there. The casting, other than <laughs> her, is okay. Uh, I wish Tessa had been the lead. That would have been nice. That would have been a lot better. Just having a competent actress in the... the yeah. I don't know. Competent is a strong word, but someone yeah. more emotive, I guess, um, yeah. in this lead role would have made a big difference. I don't know if it would have saved it, it but would it would have made a significant... You know, It definitely would have helped a lot. I, I don't... I mean, I, I do like that she does look like she's like a 16 or 17-year-old girl. Like true. Unlike look like Carol like Kane, who looks like she's like 40 yeah. in, when she's a yeah. teenager. But. <laughs> yeah. Or pretty much everybody in the 90s where it was like, oh, oh you're yeah. 26, pretending you're 16. Okay, sure. I like that for like one of the first times, they, they do seem like actual kids, which kind of yeah. helps a bit, but it's also like, oh. Uh. I just... I would be interested... To sit in on that casting session and just see, mm-hmm. like, what was it that made them choose her, you know? This is the one. <laughs> this, She's the one. She's got that it factor. I don't know what it is, but she's got it. But uh, Simon, she, um, she, she doesn't really seem that scared. It's like, that's perfect. Perfect. That's, that, that's, my, that's my concept. My All concept. the women... All the women in the room are like, but uh, Simon, uh, she's awful. And uh, he's like, but no, no, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. Did you see those eyebrows, kids? Come on. She's a star. I've directed big, huge Hollywood action movies. I know what I'm talking about here. I I know what's going to sell on screen. And, uh... Uh. Yeah, uh, yeah. Come think of it. Yeah, if he's only done action films, he's probably not like the best at directing actors. That's probably not like his. And most women, and not to like uh, generalize here, but most women in action films, mm, yeah. they don't get a they lot don't to really work with. Get a right? lot to do. Yeah. Yeah. Either and, they're uh, like the sort of damsel in distress, which is basically her in this film, or yeah. they're like the super strong. I've got a shotgun and muscle, so I'm badass. Which is also kind of i think equally iffy because it's yeah. also like well what about her personality like I don't right like, exactly you know? like uh yeah. who's she dating who is you know, yeah just give me something here yeah well, what does she do for fun like yeah what like, yeah what is yeah, yeah that, that's a better thing i don't care about who she's dating tell me what she's yeah. doing with her life yeah does she yeah. go dancing on saturday yeah. nights like 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 what does she do yeah that'd be nice wouldn't that be wonderful yeah yeah so what lies beneath you know um that, that's the movie we talked about right <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only. If only. Yeah. But, uh, oh, yes, we talked about When a Stranger Calls, 2006. Yeah. And uh, there's some good stuff here. There's It's it's not a complete failure, and that, for this era, is saying something. So, yeah, so we got two more films left in this series. It's going by fast here. It is. Um, yeah, they're interesting films as well. Um things to dig into and we will see how they hold up on uh in hindsight right because hindsight is 2020 as we said uh, i'm never gonna stop using that joke so (laughs) (laughs) um okay let's wrap things up with our overlooked gems that's the theme song i just wrote yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Look closer and you'll see hidden gems. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> Glitter just comes raining from the ceiling. Vanna White comes out. <laughs> Tell her what they won, audience members. <laughs> And you get a car, and you get a car, and everyone gets a gem. Yay. Well, my gem is uh, a picture called The Gate from 86 or 87. Ah, yes. Some kitty horror. Nice. Yes. Starring a very young Stephen Dorff. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he plays a kid who discovers that there's uh, this gate to hell in his backyard. Imagine and that. It unleashes all these creepy little, like, claymation-looking creepers. That's that what I remember about that movie. Those little claymation really guys creepy. walking around a lot. Yeah, They're super creepy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of turns his whole world into a nightmare. And it's kind of, like, turns into this sort of, like, a very, like, 80s-style, like, rubber reality movie where, like, things are never quite what they seem. And, you know... Um, it's it's really cool. It's a it really is. cool little movie. I, I saw Stranger Things first, and then I saw that movie, and I was like, holy shit, mm. Stranger Things pulled so much from this movie. Like, yeah. with the, like, opening the gate to, like, the other world and everything, and mm-hmm. it's it, it it feels pretty formative in that regard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really good. I think I first watched it, like, late at night. It was on WGN when I was, like, 9 or 10, and I was mm-hmm. like, is this movie – like, is this real, or am I dreaming this? Like, it just felt like – it kind of like felt like a nightmare. I was like, "Is this a real movie?" Yeah, <laughs> like it's really spooky. I I love it. I miss that era of like kids movies that didn't pull punches. You know, they were yes. still game like um, Little Monsters mm-hmm. and uh, even like the Monster Squad and yeah, um, yeah. The, there were there was several of them that it, it was it was just a nice period because. You could you could enjoy it with the family, and if your kid was even like remotely mature, they could still enjoy it, and it was it was mm-hmm. interesting. But yeah, more of those, please, more mm-hmm. uh, kitty horror. I I like I like those; they're nice. Um, scare them, kids. Yeah. And speaking of scares, mine is Scarecrows from 1988. Um, Ooh, it's a very fun little autumnal treat um, for anyone who is ready for the harvest season, which it's. Um, like mid-August when this episode airs, so <laughs> maybe you're feeling that now. And uh, it's it's got a great, like, spooky cornfield and spooky scarecrows, and hence the title. Uh, it's it's a slasher for the most part, and it has some really, like, over-the-top melodramatic performances, and those are the best slashers, right? Um, mm-hmm. And a really kind of wicked sense of humor. It has a very high-concept uh, setup. Let me see if I can find the... Okay, so the plot follows a group of mercenaries who hijacked a plane in California, <laughs> and they're making an emergency landing in a cornfield, and when they get there, of course, they are stalked by these murderous scarecrows, and there's this idea that, like, maybe it's all purgatory, and nobody really knows because they were uh, being chased by gunners before they left, and uh, it's just, it's it's really good. I um, hadn't seen it in a long time. I'd seen it a while back, and I revisited it, and I just had a lot of fun with it. A lot of, like, kind of Sam Raimi vibes to it, and it's really fun. Like, kind of Intruder-esque. That, I mean, that's not Sam Raimi, but you know that vibe. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so, just fun. Fun. Fun stuff. Um, yeah. Those are our Overlooked Gems for the week. Week, then, yeah. Um, so like we said, we got two more weeks left. 
Uh, follow us on social media as usual. We're at Homos on Haunted Hill on Instagram and on H O H H podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Any other announcements, Chris? Uh, well, Courtney Cox is coming back. I was just going to say that. You read my mind. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest news of, let's face it, probably the entire year. Yeah. Because um, she's back. She's back. Gail's back. I'm so happy. Because she's the only one we hadn't heard anything from. Like, Nev exactly. Campbell's been in talk, so we assume she's going to yeah. be there. And yeah. Exactly. But we didn't hear a thing about Courtney. And then she was like, surprise. Surprise. Still got like, it. Courtney, you knew what we needed. You knew. Yeah. Give it to this us. This is what Give we needed. So yeah. I was so happy about that. And I just hope that they do all my major threes. I hope they do them justice. And if one of them has to die, make it a good one, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, make it count. I Yeah, my my, I, my expectations, I don't really have any expectations at this point because either. it's yeah. it'll be what it is. Um, I have a feeling yeah. that if I get excited, I'm going to go in and be really disappointed. So I'm just going to be exactly. like, whatever happens, happens. Um, I yeah. generally like Radio Silence, but their films do not scream, scream to me. So yeah. we will see. Um, and I'm still really curious about how active Kevin Williamson is going to be because he's like too. executive producer, but that can mean absolutely nothing. So we'll see. Yeah. They're either going to force the meta stuff, and then that's annoying, yeah. or they're not going to have any of the meta stuff, and then it's just going to be a straight slasher about a guy in a mask. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, uh, I do need Hayden Panettiere to come back. I have a feeling she's going to be back. I don't know why, but I have a feeling. She's a, I mean, she's pretty popular at this point, or like as a yeah. character. People really liked her, and I think it would be silly not to bring her back. Um, but Exactly. She was yeah. a fan favorite. I will find out. Um so that was a bonus little discussion for you, folks. <laughs> there you go. Aren't you ha- happy you kept listening? <laughs> you probably stopped listening like 10 minutes ago, but if you yeah. did, you missed this great discussion about Scream. We gave you all the details. Like, actually, I stopped listening when you badmouthed my favorite actress, Camilla Bell. Um, she is very talented. You're really mean. You're mean. Uh, yeah. We're, we're trying to be meaner, folks, because I, apparently yeah. that's what people want. So. <laughs> yeah, we want to scream. Okay. Well, uh, I guess we will see you next week for our exciting new remake that we're covering then. Uh, maybe it's mm-hmm. new. Maybe it's old. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah. Um, because so far we've been in this like nebulous 2000s area, but era. But there mm-hmm. are other remakes, folks, and we'll see what's coming up next. Right. That's yeah, a little. So sp- just <laughs> in the meantime, be sure to check the children. <laughs> yes. If you have any, if you don't, I don't want to like make you feel bad, but like you know. Yeah, but also congratulations because uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've won it life. You've won so. it life. You won the game of game of life. <laughs> Can I trade in these pieces for the children? I. <laughs> <laughs> don't have kids, everybody. Don't have kids. That's the message for today. Okay. Uh. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye.